Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Killen. I have my own medical practice and I've been using Doodly now for a few weeks to create these really fun um, videos to share with patients, prospective patients on social media. Hi, I'm Brad Callen and in this video, I'm gonna show you how anyone can quickly and easily create Doodle videos, just like the one you're watching right now, using Doodly, our drag and drop Doodle software that allows anyone, regardless of tech skills, to create highly engaging professional Doodle videos in a matter of minutes. Because Doodle videos are fun and engaging, they can get you more clicks, likes, shares, and most importantly, sales than any other type of video. Which is why Doodly is now the video tool of choice for over 150,000 businesses all over the world in virtually every industry and profession that you can imagine. Doodle videos are perfect for marketing, teaching, fundraising, personal use, and even inspiring others. After all, one of the keys to a successful video is to capture your audience's attention and keep it for an extended period of time. And since you're still watching this video, you already know how great Doodle videos are at doing just that. Not only are Doodle videos incredibly captivating, but research shows that they massively boost learning and memory retention. As a result, viewers really absorb your message, making your videos that much more impactful. And even better, Doodle videos can make complex or boring subjects fun and easy to understand. So let me quickly show you how simple and easy Doodly makes it to create an interesting professional video. All right, here I am inside the Doodly software, which is available for Mac and PC. You'll notice that you can choose the style of your video, selecting from whiteboard, blackboard, greenboard, glassboard, and for more advanced users, you can even use a green screen background, giving you lots of control over the video style. In this example, let's create a nice looking whiteboard doodle video. You'll notice that Doodly makes it super easy to create your own doodle videos with done for you scenes, hundreds of characters, a huge selection of props and images, royalty-free music, and even text. And for the ultimate in customization, you can even upload your own images, fonts, props, and music. Now to create a doodle video, it's really simple. First, I'll add a headline to get people's attention, then center it before adding a character. I like this one. And while I'm at it, I'm going to go ahead and add a prop too. I'll resize everything and voila, we have Steve reading a book on his chair. For the next slide, I'm gonna do something a little different. Instead of adding a character or prop, I'm going to use one of Doodly's super convenient done-for-you scenes. So I'm going to simply drag and drop the scene I want right into my video. As you can see, Doodly is so easy to use that anyone can make Doodle videos, even if they have zero tech or design skills. If you can click or drag your mouse, you can create a professional Doodle video in a matter of minutes. Not only is creating a Doodle video that simple, but we also have a bunch of really cool settings available too. Doodly allows you to customize your video with real hands, cartoon hands, or none at all. Seeing transitions with even camera panning and our smart erase mode to provide the realistic feel that you're looking for. And with just a couple of mouse clicks, you can also easily switch between Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. 
make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you Blessing, manna rain down from heaven. This isn't second guessing. We know that we are protected. May the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message. Grace and favors in your nature, in your essence. Please favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children. Please favor be upon you.
Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to our service. And it's a very powerful song, that, isn't it? The UK Blessing Song. It's a, a song of blessing over our country. And it's indeed been recorded in many countries around the world. And uh, it reminds us that God wants to bless us. And he, that he is with us and he is for us. So keep that in your heart and in your mind as we uh, join in our worship together this morning. So welcome to you who are here in church, welcome to you online, uh, have, jo- have joined us online, and uh, you are all uh, very, very welcome. <clears throat> Just a few notices uh, to start off with. I'm sure you've all heard the news by now about the new national lockdown that starts on Thursday. Uh, as a result of the new government restrictions, church on Sunday will again need to revert to being solely online and uh, with no services here in church, physically in church, uh, until the end of the lockdown. Uh, It's sad, but it's necessary, uh, given the situation that we all face again as uh, as a nation, as uh, as COVID cases are rising. We'll pray for the government uh, later in the service. More happy news. Uh, The all-age service is happening uh, today at 11 o'clock outside. Uh, we had an amazing, amazing Pumpkin Heroes time yesterday with a, a really good turnout from the village. Uh, it was so encouraging to see uh, all the people who turned out for that yesterday afternoon. And uh, huge thanks go to Rachel and to Jeanette for organizing that and leading that and, and for sharing the message of God's love uh, with all those who came to that yesterday. Our 24-hour prayer time ends with this service. Uh, so a big thank you to everybody who's been praying around the clock, uh, who signed up for that, and uh, we're praying, have been praying, and uh, that finishes uh, today at 10 o'clock this morning. And as a leadership team, we're looking forward to receiving any words or scriptures or pictures that you may have received during that time. Uh, please send them my way, and uh, we will be praying into those and, and, and seeing what the Lord has been saying to us. Uh, more opportunities to pray. Uh, there's uh, one prayer This evening at 7 o'clock, that's on Zoom, Uh, so do join in with that uh, if you'd like to. That's uh, 7 p.m. on Zoom. John will send out the link for that in due course. Our preacher this morning is Liz Pike. 
uh, Liz and her husband Joel and their four children joined the 10.30 service a few months before the lockdown, the, the first lockdown. Uh, but some of you may not have met her before. She's sitting in the, the second row there. Uh, but we look forward to hearing uh, what you have to say to us, Liz, a little bit later on in the service on the topic of choosing gratitude. And also to let you know uh, the good news that Emily Watts raised over 700 pounds on her cake sale recently. Uh, so uh, well done, Emily. And uh, we, we pray that that will be a good uh, way of you getting towards uh, going to Vietnam next year. So uh, well done to you, Emily. But let's pray, shall we, as we begin our time together. And let's ask God to bless us with his presence. Father, thank you uh, that you are here. Thank you that you welcome us into your presence. And Lord, we come before you now uh, as people who uh, know that we need you to be with us who desire to be in your presence and to, to know your love and your power and your grace flowing through us. So, Father, would you use this time to make your name known and so that we can again uh, dwell in the, the wonderful love uh, of you and who you are. Come and bless us with your presence this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, our first hymn encourages us to give praise to the one who is the king of creation. Uh, now, we can't sing here in church, so please, if you're at home, make up for that and sing even more loudly as we sing this wonderful hymn, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of Creation. And let's stand in church. Come along. Do, do sing at home.
Please be seated. And so we come into God's presence knowing that we fall short of his holiness and that we need his help to live for Jesus in this world. And so we're going to say some words of confession together. And as we say these, I'd encourage you to be real with our Father God and ask him to come and help us to live for him. Let's just pause for a moment before we we say these words together. And so we pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have wandered and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things that we ought to have done. And we have done those things that we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But you, O Lord, have mercy upon our sinners. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent. According to your promises, declare to mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may live a disciplined, righteous, and godly life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. So having confessed our sin to God, let's receive his forgiveness now as we have our next song. It's a song called Forever, written by Chris Tomlin. And it reminds us that forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Again, please sing up for us at home as uh, you make up for us not singing here in church but let's join in with this song together Sing 
God is faithful, forever God is strong. It's really difficult not to sing that, isn't it? But it's true, it is true. And I really hope you're singing that loud at home. And so we're going to have our Bible reading now, and uh, John Wayne is going to read that for us, and then Liz will be coming to speak to us. reading is from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello. <laughs> it's my first time to come back to church since lockdown, so um, in physical form, so it's nice to see everybody. Um, so thank you to Peter for giving me the opportunity to speak to you all today. Today I'm going to be talking about choosing gratitude, and especially in the context of this most challenging year that we're all going through, and also especially as we're heading into this new lockdown now. Nothing could have prepared us for 2020. It's changed the course of our lives. What else but coronavirus could have shut down the entire world? What else could have caused hundreds of thousands of deaths worldwide, mass redundancies, grounded flights, canceled holidays, and closed schools? Normal life has been put on hold until we get through this. Earlier this year, I took pen to paper and wrote a gratitude poem each day for 100 days. 
it helped me to deal with the psychological effects of lockdown and it changed my mindset. And today I'm going to be talking about can gratitude be a way through this pandemic or does that feel, does that sound to you like um, trying to fight a battle with a feather? <laughs> it sounds a bit crazy to suggest that that can help us, you know, to be happy and thankful through this. But I believe that it can change the course of our lives. It can rewire our brains and it can transform us emotionally and physically. So I just want to look at that a bit deeper. Um, as we heard in the verse, um, in 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul writes, and this is from the Passion, I'm reading this now, let joy be your continual feast, make your life a prayer, and in the midst of everything be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Paul doesn't say this lightly, he didn't have an easy life. In 2 Corinthians he says, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was pelted with stones, Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. That's from 2 Corinthians 11. So he lived through these immensely difficult times and struggles, and still he says, let joy be your continual feast. Now, I'm obviously not saying be thankful for the virus, but can we learn to be thankful in the midst of this situation? Gratitude is a position of the heart, and I believe we can choose this every day, whatever we're going through. One of the greatest examples I can think of gratitude is a poem, The Bright Field, by R.S. Thomas, which I'm going to read for you now. I have seen the sun break through to illuminate a small field for a while and gone my way and forgotten it. But that was the pearl of great price, the one field that had treasure in it. I realize now that I must give all that I have to possess it. Life is not hurrying on to a receding future, nor hankering after an imagined past. It is the turning aside like Moses to the miracle of the lit bush, to a brightness that seemed as transitory as your youth once. It is the eternity that awaits you. And I love this poem so much. R.S. Thomas reminds us here that the true gold is neither, you know, looking ahead like we can be like, when is this all going to be over, this coronavirus, you know, longing for that. And it's not um, always looking backwards but it's being in the moment and turning aside and being present. Life isn't perfect. It's not meant to be and it never will be. It's a journey and we can find joy in the journey. The secret to happiness is that we can be thankful for the little things even when we're going through these trials and riding out the storm. So how does gratitude help us? Firstly, we can choose to trade our emotions. So instead of kind of festering in anxiety, jealousy, fear, or whatever it might be that we're struggling with, we can actively choose thankfulness, which takes its place in our lives. And I think we leave less room for the negative emotions by actively choosing the good ones. And even if we focus on them just for a few minutes a day, over time, it can really shift our outlook. Secondly, studies have shown that by practicing gratitude, by actually keeping a gratitude journal and writing down the things that you're thankful for, 
It can improve your sleep quality and reduce feelings of anxiety and depression. Um, the studies have also shown that gratitude leads to better moods overall, less fatigue. Um, in one study, a group that were actively practicing gratitude were more physically active and actually visited the doctor less. So it can have health implications as well. Um, thirdly, studies have also shown that gratitude may have a protective role, teaching us to be thankful for what we have and protecting ourselves against future depression and anxiety. So it's kind of generally a protection. Um, and that also has implications for, you know, students who are being bullied or have low self-esteem. So can we actually steer our paths away from anxiety by actively practicing thankfulness? So how do we start to practice gratitude? Firstly, we start by looking. In Luke 12, 22 to 34, Jesus exhorts his followers to look at the world around them, to consider how God will meet their every material need as he does for the lilies and the birds. He says, consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. And in this way, the more we look, the more we realize God's faithfulness and love to us. Mary Oliver, the American poet, shows this in her beautiful poems. Here are four lines taken from her poems sometimes. She says, instructions for living a life. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. And I love this. And I just think this looking again and again every day of our lives is for all of us. It's where gratitude comes from and where joy will come bubble up from. It opens our eyes to what is already in front of us. And it doesn't matter if we live in the town or the country. There's always joy to be found in looking at the skies, in laughing, in a delicious meal, in praying, in taking time to notice the small things. And the thing about life is that it depends on how we see it. It's all a matter of our perception. But we can work on this. I mean, even if we don't feel naturally inclined to be a glass half full person, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm quite often quite negative. So this is kind of why I started this, because I wanted to kind of develop this in my own life. Um, I just feel the discipline of sitting with a notebook in our hand and actually thinking about what we are thankful for can train our brains to search out the good in the day. Looking, listening, and being in the moment helps us to notice and see the world. So how can we make a start? Firstly, look. Spend more time outside in nature. Become aware of all of your senses. What can you see, smell, hear, taste, and touch? Number two, write it down. Make a list of all the things you're thankful for today. This really gets your brain thinking, and you find that you're looking for things to be thankful for, and you're more aware of them the more you start to do it. Number three, express your thankfulness to those around you. If something that someone has done for you or said has been a source of your gratitude today, then tell them, spread the gratitude further. I found it's contagious, and once you start, who knows where it will end up. And of course, none of this is new. You know, we're told, as we read in Thessalonians, to be always giving thanks. Um, developing a practice of reviewing and being thankful for your life each day stems from Ignatian practice as well. The examine is a spiritual practice of reviewing your day and bringing it to God. And for this practice, there are five steps. Firstly, take a moment to be aware of God's presence. Secondly, think back on your day with gratitude. Thirdly, 
pay attention to your feelings, what has made you thankful, sad, or angry today. Number four, choose one moment from your day, it can be good or bad, and use it to start to pray from. And number five, look towards tomorrow. If you're interested in this, this ignatianspirituality.com has got a really useful guided version of this that it takes you through. It's about looking into your life, the joys and the sorrows, and using it to hear what is God is saying to you day by day. So why not have a go later on today? Frederick Beekner, one of my favorite writers, says, listen to your life. See it for the fathomless mystery that it is in the boredom and the pain of it no less than in the excitement and gladness. Touch, taste, smell your way to the holy and hidden heart of it, because in the last analysis, all moments are key moments, and life itself is grace. So as I mentioned before, during lockdown, first lockdown, I wrote one gratitude poem every day. Looking for things to be thankful for opened up my eyes to see what was there all along. And the things that I was writing about wasn't, they weren't extraordinary, they were just little moments of the everyday. The sheep bleating at the end of the lane, my children dressing up as superheroes and dancing around the lounge. But all these things join up to make a whole host of things to be thankful for, a whole life. And personally, I did notice a difference, because as I was going through each day, like I said before, I was kind of constantly making a mental note of the good things and holding on to them, and not the stresses and anxieties that... I was dealing with as well. At this time, there was anxiety about whether our house move would go ahead. The children were happy but also unsettled not to be at school. My parents were self-isolating at their home and, um, you know, many, the whole nation, the whole world was, you know, anxious and nervous. But the way we interpret our days has a huge bearing on our outlook. And if we can learn to focus on the good, it will shift our mindset. And yeah, I think, you know, with this winter coming, we're going to need all the help we can get <laughs> to get through. Um, so here, I'm just going to read one of the poems that I wrote for my, in my gratitude collection. This is gratitude number 49. The A49, normally so full of fight or flight, is now a pale, empty ribbon glinting in the sunlight. Our lives, once so jam-packed that there was no time to think, have been emptied out too. And what does it feel like now? Stripped back and bare, empty, but still full. Perhaps we are learning again how to be at peace, how to pace ourselves, how to conserve our strength, how to keep going one day at a time. So let's remember that verse that we read at the beginning. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. As Christians, we are invi invited to feast on joy. I love this. Let us ask God for his help if we can't see how to give thanks in our current situation. Even responding to him right now is to say that we're willing to be changed. And even if the circumstances don't change, our hearts can be changed. When we first moved back to Shropshire in 2013, um, we had an eight-week-old eight baby, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and Ivy, our daughter, who was two at the time, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes just after we moved back. 
And um, it just changed our lives overnight. And <laughs> everything just became a lot more complicated. You know, we had to weigh her food, inject her, check her blood sugars all through the day and night. <laughs> and um, at the time... At the time, when I came to God, I just felt like there was a really big wall. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I felt like I didn't know how to be thank. I couldn't be thankful because this was in front of me. Anyway, I remember thinking, how can anything ever be good again because of this? <laughs> but sometimes... The circumstances of our life are, we can't control them, they're out of our hands. And all we can do is ask God to change our hearts. And, you know, life is good again. And, we, you know, we have lots to be thankful for. So that was meant to be an encouragement. <laughs> that was meant to be encouraging. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. Um, just to say that, you know, God is with us. If, even if we think there are things that, you know, life can never be good again. It can, and God is with us. So yes, gratitude illuminates what has been right there in front of us all along. It arms us against depression, illness, and low self-esteem. It can fill our minds with positive thoughts so there is less room for the bad. And it's not about pretending bad things aren't happening. It's making a choice to hold on to what is good. Remember, whatever we have or do not have, we always have a choice to be thankful. So I'm just going to end in a prayer. Father, we just ask that you would meet us where we are. We lift up to you the day-to-day -day details of our lives, and we ask that you would teach us to be thankful. We want to learn to make joy our continual feast, and we want to learn that what, whatever we go through, you are right there with us. Help us to say thank you even when it's hard, and even if we can't see you at work in our current situation. If we don't feel that we have anything to say thank you for, then show us. We want our lives to be a prayer, so teach us to say thank you each day that we are alive and help us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen. Thank you, Liz. <clears throat> Anybody who's ever preached knows that this place, standing here, you kind of feel a bit stripped. And, uh, you know, you're laying your life, as it were, on the line as you speak. So, Liz, thank you for your honesty and, uh, and, and for being real with us. That's so, so helpful because we are in a time of real difficulty. And there's no point denying the difficulty. And uh, we need to help each other through that. And uh, so, thank you, Liz. And, uh, and I think... I don't know what else, but I kind of need to hear that again. There's so much truth in that and um, of what Liz was just saying. Um, I wrote down a quote from uh, Frederick Buchner. Listen to your life, to the fathomless mystery that it is. Uh, so thank you, Liz, for showing that out of God's word. And uh, um, I think we'll send the script out if that's all right, Liz, so that people can, we can read it again and, and, and dwell in it a bit more and really take in the truth 
and, and the practical things as well that you've given us this morning. So thank you, Liz, so much. Bless you. I'm going to lead us uh, in some prayers, in some intercessions. As, as we've been thinking about from Paul's word to the Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I'll leave some pauses and some gaps between, between these prayers. But when I say, Lord, hear us, please would you reply, Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of prayer. Thank you that we can come to you at any time of day or night and just be in your presence. You are, <clears throat> you are our Abba Father. And you love to hear us as we pray. And we thank you for this 24-hour prayer time we've enjoyed. Thank you for blessing us with your presence in that time. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we lift to you our world at this time of continuing crisis and uncertainty, especially as we digest the news of a new national lockdown. We lift to you our political leaders and their advisors. Lord, we ask that you will guide them in all these very difficult decisions they have to make in the face of a new and infectious disease. We lift to you particularly our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Our prayer is that he realizes he needs your help, Lord. That he will turn to you in this hour of great need. May your spirit sustain and strengthen him and his cabinet and Westminster. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord Jesus, we lift to you the nation of the United States as they elect a new president on Tuesday. Holy Spirit, will you hover over that great nation as they go to the polls and give voters the wisdom to vote aright? We pray that whoever is elected will put their trust in you and lead the free world with integrity, insight, and dignity. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are all sent ones as Christians. We're sent to live out the gospel by our words and our deeds, by our actions and reactions.
Lord, your church is scattered throughout the whole world. And we pray particularly this morning for Rachel Carrick as she works at Tansen Hospital in, in Nepal. At a time when the hospital is having to cope with a surge of patients suffering from COVID-19. Lord, give Rachel and those she works alongside wisdom to know how to lead that hospital at this time. We pray also for Rachel's father, who has also just been given a diagnosis of cancer. We lift them to you, Lord. Protect them, we pray, and surround them with your love at this time. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Finally, Lord, remind us this week of that verse, rejoice always. May we be people who give you thanks in all circumstances. May we be people who choose gratitude. Even, Lord, as we face all these restrictions and limitations on our lives, Lord Jesus, shine through us so that we lead others to come to know you and love you and enjoy you forever. Thank you, Jesus, for your great love. We ask all these prayers. In the precious name of Jesus, our Saviour and our friend. Amen. We're going to be using Eucharistic Prayer H. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to praise you, Father, Lord of all creation. In your your love you made us for yourself. When we turned away, you did not reject us, but came to meet us in your Son. You embraced us as your children and welcomed us to sit and eat with you. In Christ, you shared our life that we might live in him and he in us. He opened his arms of love upon the cross and made for all the perfect sacrifice for sin. On the night he was betrayed at supper with his friends, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His body is the bread of life. At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, again he gave you thanks. He said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. 
Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His blood is shed for all. As we proclaim his death and celebrate his rising in glory, send your Holy Spirit that this bread and this wine may be to us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink these holy gifts, make us one in Christ, our risen Lord. With your whole church throughout the world, we offer you this sacrifice of praise and lift our voice to join the eternal song of heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread.
And so let's lift to, those, lift to God those who are housebound or are in need in any way. Father, we pray for our community. We pray for those around us who are feeling really vulnerable and alone or afraid. Father, would you bless each person with your presence, a light on every household. And may each and every one know that you are near. And all they need to do is turn to you. Father, we ask at this time of great uncertainty, Lord, that you would be known and your love be made known. In Jesus' name, amen. And so we say this prayer together. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. And so as our time together draws to a close this morning, and we enter another time of churches being closed for a few weeks. 
I want to encourage you to be church where you are. To be a blessing to those around you. And to share the love and the light of Christ with a hurting and confused world. And so may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and keep you now and always. Amen. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.